is up, everyone? Welcome back to episode three of the Game Zone podcast. I am editor in chief of GameZone.com, Kate Onder. Uh, I am joined by uh, Mike Splechta. Hello. And uh, we will also be joined later in this podcast by uh, the uh, voice of Spider Man, Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He speaks the truth. He he gave us a great conversation. Uh, it's about thirty minutes or so, and uh, we got we got a lot out of him. Um, some some scoops, some scoops. Yeah, a little um, bit of a scoopy scoop. Yeah, for sure. Something I, I don't think anyone knew at least. Uh, yeah. So I think that that'll be exciting. So stay tuned for that. It'll be coming at the end of the podcast. Um, but for now, we've got some news to dive into. Yeah, like, let us do our little news roundup. Stay a while and listen. All right, so let's start with the Anthem, Anthem demo, which came out, well, the VIP demo uh, came out last weekend on Friday, I believe. Uh, and the VIP demo is only for people who pre-ordered the game, right? And, yeah, and EA access. access people, yep. Yeah. Um, we both got to play it a little bit, but mm-hmm. but we'll we'll save that for a little bit later. But right now, I guess the big news, uh, or mostly of the big news, was that they had a little bit of issues, right? Yeah. So, um, basically, what happened was these these are th- these things are expected, and that's why we have these kinds of uh, stress tests. Um, there were server issues, so for s- probably five, six, maybe more hours um you couldn't even get past the start screen which was a little frustrating i'm surprised they didn't extend the demo by a day or something because that's usually what happens when these things have these issues but they didn't um and then when you were playing you would have uh extreme lagging and rubber banding and uh on xbox at least uh for me the frame rate was quite choppy at times um I turned off motion blur in the game, which is the only time I've ever really done that, and it seemed to help, but it was still a little choppy. Um, the game would also have like some stuttering, where when you're walking around the hub town, uh, where you get all your quests and stuff, um, you would just like stop, like stop moving. The game would pause, and you'd have to wait for it to load or something, and then you could keep moving. Um, and it wasn't like a load screen; it was like you'd see everyone, and then it would just like halt. Okay, cool. And it was kind of jarring. And then I think the biggest issue was that the game had some severe crashing, um, like multiple times, like every time you tried to play. Uh, for me specifically, it came through the loading screens. The loading screens would uh, just stop, and you wouldn't know that it stopped loading unless you were paying really close attention. And oh, okay, yes, that happened to me the very first time I was playing on on PC actually, and yeah, I was okay. I was I was at like ninety percent done, and then it just would not load any any more yeah. past that. Yeah, like there's like a little white symbol that moves around, and if that goes away, that means it it's crashed basically, mm-hmm. um, and it does not indicate to you. You just have if you're not paying close attention, you're not going to realize it. Um, because, like, it's just a static load screen. Yeah. Um, so there were moments where I'd be sitting there, like, five, even ten minutes, and be like, what the hell is going on? And then I'd be like, oh, God, 
game crashed. And eventually I just became more used to it, so I, I was able to catch on a little quicker. But it happened a lot, more than a dozen times, I would say. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I'm I'm very hopeful that they get that figured out for the open beta this weekend. I, I, open demo is what they're calling it, right? It's not a beta. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Which but, seemed like a smart idea at first, but yeah, now I'm not so sure because yeah. then, now now I feel like they should have called it a beta because yeah. people have expectations of a demo. <laughs> yeah, that was probably not the smartest idea. Um, so that uh, hopefully will be fixed this weekend, if not by launch, which is in pretty much a month. A month, yeah. A month, yeah. It's like 22nd, I think, but then mm-hmm. there's like some rollouts before the re- Someone tweeted out the release schedule for this game. It's like, all right, so you get it on the 22nd. If you're just getting the standard version, if you pre-order the deluxe edition, you get it this day. If you get EA Access, you get it this day. And it's like, oh, my oh boy. God, I can't keep track. So um, I imagine we'll get it whenever the cer- earliest possible time is uh i imagine we'll we'll probably get a copy hopefully um and we'll we'll be able to uh give more in-depth impressions on the final game i was a bit turned off by the the demo myself um both because of these issues that that's just kind of annoying right like it's not necessarily like it means it's a bad game it just causes me to like not be super enthusiastic about it um but also the game isn't um incredibly like super duper duper fun it's not bad it's it's just kind of like surface level i feel like the world is very cool i love the world mm-hmm. yeah um, just flying around it is super yeah cool. yeah it's it's beautiful um the lore is really interesting I, I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes i find it a lot more interesting than destiny because i feel like destiny's like characters and stuff they're very uh, monotone and they talk like this and guardian we need to do this and i'm like oh my god i couldn't be more bored well except um, for the one great character that they eventually killed off right <laughs> w- w- was that cade yeah or whatever yeah, yeah. It's, that's ironic considering i'm also very lovable and charming <laughs> um <laughs> so uh yeah so that character's gone and, and destiny so now it's all the same people it's going guardian do this guardian stand here i'm like god i'm not playing this game um but anthem has uh from at least the characters i saw um a lot more charismatic cast and more interesting stuff going on i feel like um so that's they got that going for them like i said the world is interesting there's lots of creatures that i I thought were really cool there's like these little uh almost like pterodactyl pterodactyl things that shoot like fire at you and um other little these weird scorpion creatures too yeah Yeah, really weird stuff but i i like it and um i'm not huge on the actual enemies themselves they just feel like kind of a bit generic um but maybe that's something that gets fleshed out more in the actual game when you when you get to know more about them um but right now that i'm just kind of like i don't really get what these guys are um so there's there's potential and um you know i felt like a lot of the enemies were extreme bullet sponges at times. Like some of them, like the fodder, cannon fodder enemies, like you just blaze through them, right? But then there's some enemies that just feel like they have a shield and you're just unloading on them for ages and you're just like, 
die already. Mm-hmm. And then there's some bosses that are like that that took like way too long to kill to the point where it's like this isn't even fun anymore. Like I know some people like that kind of stuff because in like Destiny and stuff, it's it's frantic, it's chaotic, it's challenging at times. But in in Anthem, I was just like flying, and then I would hover above an enemy, shoot some rockets, shoot them, shoot like a weak point, and it it was, would go on for like 15 minutes. Well, it's also hard to hard to judge, uh, you know, the overall game from from what what they released during sure. the beta size demo. Like, maybe maybe the full game might you know have tweaks to to how you know Hopefully. fast or slow slow enemies go down, and and maybe it'll introduce more gameplay elements that you haven't done yet. I would assume, yeah, that that might be more fun. So, I mean, it's it, I mean, I, I get I definitely get what you're saying um, from a from a shooter perspective one that's a that's probably going to be like a games as a service type of deal like Mm -hmm. destiny is and like the share world share world shooter is what they're calling it right or or that's what started with destiny yeah Uh, that usually does have the problem with with bullet spongy enemies um but i think when it comes to games like destiny and anthem where it's on an alien world and you're shooting aliens it makes a little bit more sense than in a game like the division where you're shooting like humans and they don't go down for yeah. like five minutes after you yeah. peppering them with bullets. Definitely. Um, so I think I'm willing to overlook that a little bit in games like like this. But, <laughs> yeah. but again, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, ultimately, it's gonna. Uh, I'm I'm more I'm more so interested in the longevity of this game. Like, does it have legs? Will people be playing this like a month later, two months later? Is it a game that's going to sustain itself? You know, a year from now. So that's that's the that's the hard question that I want want answered. But. Obviously, that answer won't come anytime soon. <laughs> Probably not. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Because, um, like I said, I think there is extreme potential for it. Um, it's very pretty, though. My God, it yeah, is gorgeous. Really like uh, at game. least I, I like when I I played it on the PC. So I, uh, I actually played it at on sixty frames per second. Which, oh, okay. dear Lord, it's guy. beautiful. <laughs> so I'm gonna miss that when I'm playing that on the PS4. By the way, but. Um, other than that, like I, I have something, I have like a weird obsession with like alien worlds. Like even if the game's not great, like if it has an amazing world to explore, I'm, I'm kind of like willing to give, to overlook that. Cause, um, for example, Xenoblade Chronicles X that came out on the Wii U. I don't know if you ever played it. No, um, okay. So that was like, else. it was like, apparently, <laughs> uh, it was a, like a, it was like a sci-fi like MMO-ish kind of game, but it was all single player. Um, but dear Lord, that world still probably my favorite sci-fi world in any game thus far. I mean, Anthem might surpass that. Who knows? But mm-hmm. exploring that map was just, oh, it was like video game environment porn for me. So uh, that's what I'm kind of hoping that Anthem's going to do as well. Uh, if, you know, if the map is as big as I'm hoping it is and varied as and varied as I'm hoping it is. So, so I guess we'll see. But that like just from the short mission that i played like i was already pretty impressed with what i've seen so i can only imagine the whole game is gonna probably impress me a little bit more on that front i, I don't know the game's gonna be interesting to see how it turns out um i'll i'll definitely i'll you probably seem be down it. on it kid you seem down I, on the i am though. a little down on oh it. man that's a um, shame it it's just I don't know. I was hoping I think I said it on the podcast, but I was like, as long as the shooting feels good, um, I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And like at times it feels good, but like I 
when you're just fighting bullet sponges, it's just like, okay, this isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I like the way the characters move around. They thrust around. They they walk and run, and you can shoot and without you know stopping and stuff. It it's got a good flow to it. Um, and I think if they can figure out how to make the enemies still challenging but not annoying mm-hmm. and tiresome, then uh, they they really have something. But um, until then. Uh, I'm I'm kind of down on it right now. Okay, um, okay, that's fair. That's fair. The customization in the game is really good too. Um, yes, yes, I played a little a uh, bit around with that as well, only because again, I'm 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 the Warframe guy, and, and yeah, there have been comparisons here to Warframe, which mm-hmm. which some of them are definitely definitely pretty true. Um, and even on the customization front, it was awesome. Like you can you can like color individual trims and and even change like the the metallic types to be like like shiny metal or matte or or like a plastic. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, the, the, I, it's way better than Destiny's customization. Oh, hundred percent. Like. Yeah. Um, and like there wasn't even like a lot like of actual additional parts you could get for your character in in the beta at least as mm-hmm. far as i could tell um so i'll be interested to see you different helmets chest pieces all that kind of stuff yeah for sure mm-hmm. um i i'm sure i'm not the only one who did this i know i'm not the only one who did this because i'm pretty sure there's a tutorial online but i did it myself um Iron Man, you can make Iron Man basically in this game. So, Very nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it even even looks like it when you like take off. You're like 100 yeah. percent taking off like Iron Man. It's awesome. <laughs> taking off in that game is awesome. It is. It um, is. I, I do wish like when you jump off of stuff, there was more of like a a free fall kind of animation. He just kind of like is like it's that weird thing in a game when uh like almost like Crackdown where like they don't really change. They're just kind of like jumping like their their like legs are kind of crouched up um and they don't like go into like this free fall i wish they did that it would look cooler gotcha yeah that's just a nitpick mm-hmm. um that's all i really have to say about anthem all right well let's let's spit fire the rest of these news uh pieces real quick um i'm just gonna quickly touch on uh bandai namco announced uh a few things for dragon ball z Right. Uh, which I personally am a big fan of. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is getting four new characters. Um, it's getting two characters from the show, from the Super Show, which is Videl and Jiren. And then it's also getting the two characters that were in the latest movie, which uh, I actually did go see, and it was amazing. Um, but it's going to be uh, <coughs> the movie version of Broly and Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Gogeta that even mean <laughs> i knew you're gonna say that um so so yeah so those four characters are going are coming to dragon ball fighters but then and more importantly they also announced an action rpg that will retell the entire storyline of dragon ball z which sounds like the perfect game for you cade oh, yeah. to, get, to get yourself acquainted with the amazingness that is dragon ball now now which one is this is this the guy that screams he screams very loud until his hair turns yellow, and then sometimes red, and then also blue. Okay. Which, <laughs> one's, he has a... Nar- which one's Naruto? <laughs> that's that's Yuri's friend. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he he uh, he plays a character in Naruto, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but I you're don't... not a big anime guy, are you? I watched uh, One Punch Man one time, and I thought that was cool. 
Okay. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I watched one episode and I'm like, this is pretty dope. (laughs) Well, you should you should finish the whole season. I should. You should. Uh, Moving on, Metro Exodus. Uh, there was some big news on that regarding its exclusivity regarding its PC release. Um, it is now being only released on the Epic Store. Um, but could you elaborate on that? Because as far as I know, that game was pre-orderable on Steam. Oh, was it? I, I should have looked. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was. So that, I, so. I believe you you are right. Um, that does sound right. Because, I mean, like we didn't know about the Epic Game Store for... You know, a while now. I'm going to look into this right now as I talk. But um, yeah, so Metro Exodus coming out in just a couple of weeks. Uh, surprise, surprise. This is actually a genuine surprise. Um, they're following Ubisoft's footsteps of taking. They took the Division Two uh, to uh, to the Epic Game Store. Um, won't be on Steam, and neither will Metro Exodus, which is very interesting. I believe the uh, you might. I don't know if you have the specific numbers, but um, the the incentive is it, the developers get more money uh, than they yeah, would with it's, Steam. Yeah, uh, like I think it's I want to say 30%, amount. but it might be more um, versus I think Steam's is only like 12 or something like that. Um, but I actually do. Okay, I do have an update here. If there is a, there is a Steam page for the game. Um, so so it definitely was pre-orderable on here because um, even scrolling down, it, it even shows a pre-order bonus. So I, I think people who have pre-ordered it still get it on Steam. At least that's what I'm thinking. Um, but it says, uh, sales of Metro Exodus will be discontinued on Steam due to a publisher decision to make the game exclusive to another PC store. So, I, wow. Okay. Here. Oh, also, okay, hang on. It continues, and it, it's salty. Uh, we think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers, especially after a long pre-sale period. We, we apologize to Steam customers that were expecting it to be available for sale through February 15th release date. The but Valve. we were only... Yeah, well, this is this is on the, 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 the Steam page for it. Oh, wow. So, so oh, this wow. was obviously written by, um, you know, not, not the publisher. Yeah. This was obviously written by Valve or Steam, so... Sure. Yeah, because it, it sounds it it reads like it's very very salty. So, and and I get it. Like, um, you know, PC players in general, like exclusivity is kind of like a non-issue, or was was never a non-issue for them because they didn't have competing things. Yeah. Like, they had the one platform that had it all. Like, you know, so so now the fact that there is this new Epic Game Store that's uh, yeah that's that's taking all these publishers away I, I, I can understand how that's going to frustrate a lot of PC players um yeah uh tim sweeney he's the uh, ceo of epic um he said uh, we are partnering with deep silver to launch metro exodus uh underpinned by epic's marketing support and commitment to offering an 88% revenue split enabling game creators to further reinvest in building great games and improving the economics of game stores forever or for everybody. Um, and, and CEO of deep silver says some stuff, uh, Epic's generous revenue terms are a game changer that will allow publishers to invest more into content creation or pass on savings to the players by teaming up with Epic. We're a also, we will be able to invest more into the future of Metro and our ongoing partnership with series developer for a games to benefit to the benefit of our Metro fans. So, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like it's, it's a good idea for the developers, but 
and when you're just ripping it from people's hands like that, I mean, like after having, well, I, I have a counterpoint to that actually. Sure. What? Uh, th- there has to be some sort of um, behind the scenes uh, deal going on here because what is stopping them from putting it on both platforms? Aside from Epic, obviously oh. paying a lump sum of money to be like, "Hey, we want we want yeah. to be the only only uh, distributor of your game." Definitely. So, yeah. so that's kind of the shady part. I mean, not shady. It, it, yeah. Granted, Epic, yeah. Epic, it's it's a business, so Epic wants to make sure that they have all the publishers under sure. their store. So it makes sense. Um, but that's that's I guess kind of the crappy part for consumers is that they've had their one stop you know, shop for PC games mostly was Steam. I mean, granted, GOG exists and all that. Yeah. Uh, even you play and stuff. But even even then, like, all the games that were on those other platforms still could be played on, on Steam, aside from, like, EA uh, with Origin and, um, like, math, like they had, yes, Battlefield and Mass Effect and even yeah. Dragon Age, like... Uh, it's a very small portion. Yeah, it sucked not being able to have Mass Effect 3 on Steam, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like that's they are the publisher. They I think they're they should have the right to do that. Yeah. Definitely. Epic is not the publisher of Metro <laughs> yeah. and you know a whole bunch of other Ubisoft games or whatever. So that's kind of where the crappy part for the consumers comes in is that now they have to like separate their storefronts and manage multiple of their libraries because they now can't get their game that they wanted on their original digital distributor. So with uh steam i know you can like have uh executables like you can you can put your other games that aren't steam games into steam so that you can launch them from steam can yes, you, you do can. that with their like these like other distributor games or is it kind of like it just won't work because it needs to launch from their storefront um i can tell you uh with 100% certainty that origin you are able to add add your own games it has that option to add a game uh epic game store i actually have it uh brought up right now yeah but could you uh could you like bring in like say maybe like you'd be able to know this better with like if you wanted to launch battlefield 4 from steam could you do that um yes Okay. But you're not really launching it from Steam. You're also launching it through Origin. Gotcha. So yes. So yeah. So when it's a game that's literally tied to another marketplace, it will then auto boot up that marketplace and still launch it through that marketplace. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Um, if it's if it's like a game you got um, like an MMO that you install from like an installer or whatever, you can add that to Steam and you can add that to Origin or whatever, and then play it through through that service, and that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're trying to launch a game that was bought at a different, uh, place, then yeah, it's going to launch it. And even, and even like game, some Ubisoft games that you buy on steam will actually launch you play regardless. Um, so that's, that's been happening for a while now. Gotcha. Yeah. There is no way around that. Unfortunately. Interesting. What a pain in the ass. But it looks Uh, like on the Epic game store, I cannot, I do not see any sort of option to add my own games. So, yeah, it might just be a very, very closed ecosystem. Sure. Weird. I, I don't know. This is why I play on consoles. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's a fair argument. But then but then you look at 
I mean, th- that's why the console wars exist, right? Because yeah. there's always the split. Oh, Sony has the first party exclusives. Oh, but Xbox has the more powerful console. Yeah. Uh, so, so I feel like uh, PC is now entering this era of like uh, Epic versus Steam, and and who has the better storefront, and who has less shovelware, and so the far, luxury is uh, you, you don't have to buy another system. At least, I mean, it's it's, true. it's inconvenient, but it's that not like uh, great now. You shell out another four hundred bucks for a box. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know I just gotta download another store. It's, it's definitely a minor inconvenience. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. It's a first world problem. Yes. <laughs> um, then if we go down list. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 was leaked to come out on Switch, according to a Czech retailer. Oh, yes, you love this Assassin's Creed. It is your all-time favorite, as I've I've learned. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know Connor, uh, the main character of that game, is dull as a brick, but um, he's just a whatever. Uh, That game is awesome. So you like the era? Yeah, yeah, mostly. It's, it's okay. mostly the era. Uh, I love uh, American history, and um, I, I love uh, that frontier. It's it's a really beautiful game, too. Um, I, it's been a long time since I've played it, but um, I remember just being like, oh, this game's gorgeous, so green, and I just love running around in the woods, jumping between trees, fucking, like, hanging a rabbit from a tree or something, like a hunter, some weird stuff that you're doing, but... It's really cool, and like I remember watching a bear come out of nowhere and attack some redcoats. I'm like, hell yeah, America! That's <laughs> what it's all about. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the hatchet and all these other cool things. I, I, and that was the game that introduced naval combat, which I don't, I don't love. I liked it more in three than I than I did in the other stuff. I, I just think Assassin's Creed Four is a pirate game and not an Assassin's Creed game. Um, but uh, Assassin's Creed 3 is awesome, and uh, I will happily play it on Nintendo Switch. This is yeah, true. yeah. I'm, I'm like very curious. They have uh, they have a box art for it. Oh wow, yeah. Like a, yep. So, um, I imagine whenever there's another Nintendo Direct, they're going to announce this. Um, and and from what I know, I mean that game came out. Oh man, I, I forgot. 2012. I mean, that was on last gen consoles. That there's literally no reason the Switch wouldn't be able to handle a game like yeah. that. Um, uh, and it so, looks like it'll come with liberation to the PlayStation Vita game that eventually yes. came to 360 and PS3. I, I think it might have even came to PS4 and PS4. Xbox. PS4. I think I think um, people who bought the Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think it was a season pass, got uh, the That's remaster good. of three and yeah, and liberation. Yeah. So technically, those games exist on current gen consoles, but are they are they locked to that or can, or can you purchase them? I actually didn't. I'm pretty Check. sure they are locked at the season pass. I would have uh, bought Assassin's Creed for you. Ah, yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know how much the season pass is. I imagine it's like 30 bucks, but I didn't really care too much for Odyssey, so uh, I don't want to buy Okay. Pass. All right. <laughs> and last but not least is the uh, news of a potential uh, new script for a potential Spider-Man sequel which may or may not be true, but, um, I mean, you know more about this than I do, so why don't, why don't you... Yeah. Uh... So, uh, the creative director on Spider-Man, uh, Brian Intahar, I think is how you say it, 
Um, he tweeted out over the weekend that he has turned in or is about to turn in the first story draft uh, for whatever new game they're working on. Um, obviously, this Spider-Man is not the only uh, game that Insomniac has under their belt. They have a bunch of indies. They have uh, Sunset Overdrive, Resistance, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Fuse. Remember Fuse? Uh I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely not one of my favorite Insomniac games at all. Uh, I, I'm sorry to bring that game back up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was, there was also Fuse. Um, so they may be developing a Fuse sequel. Um, but the chances <laughs> are it, this is likely a Spider-Man sequel because it seems like most of those other IPs are closed books or um, it, there's a big question mark surrounding their futures. Uh, but Spider-Man obviously sold incredibly well. I think you uh, have a, something that says... Yeah, 3.3 3, million in the first three days, actually, yeah. That's crazy. And uh, I think I saw today that they're up to 12 million copies sold uh, as of right now. So, big hit. Um, I remember... What, what, I don't know. I think it was within a year or so um, of Uncharted 4's release, they had like 8 million copies sold. Wow. And, so Spider-Man has. Um, I mean, it has u- universal appeal to like. Yeah, definitely. It's not. So it's not. It a makes sequel. sense. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's it it's standalone and it it's Spider-Man and it has the Marvel logo attached to it. So I mean, it's it's just easy to get people interested, right? Mm-hmm. And it obviously has critical acclaim, um, and uh, so I think the likelihood of this being a Spider-Man script is very very high. Um, but, uh, who knows how, what that really means though, for, um, how long this game could take to release. Uh, I would like to hope this would be like a send off for the PlayStation four so we can get it sooner rather than later. Um, that's just wishful thinking though. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if, it could I don't be know how realistic that is. Five or something. Yeah. Um, or like first year. Uh, so We'll just have to cross our fingers. I think it'll be a while before we actually hear anything official. But I, I definitely think this is probably Spider-Man. Yeah. And just and just for some a little bit of context, the actual tweet that um, we're referencing from Brian Antar is, is uh, he wrote, few things are more nerve-wracking than sharing your first story draft to others. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, fingers crossed, man. I'm, I, I'm really, really hoping... Uh, that 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 means we're i mean we we probably know we're getting a spider-man sequel but but if this is indeed the the like first story draft for it then man that just means that you know work is probably starting soonish so within the next year probably also i saw that insomniac is taking internships this summer uh for uh people who are getting like university degrees in like writing and game development um, and w- one of the internships is focused on writing. Um, and they say if your internship is successful by the end of the like, summer, uh, you'll get an AA, AAA game uh, writing credit on your resume. So uh, AAA, meaning this is probably whatever they're doing. It's a, it's a AAA game, not an indie game. Unless right, just being, right. you know, I don't know. Those terms always get thrown around pretty loosely. Um, but... Uh, you know, could mean maybe you're going to go write some some stuff for Spider-Man. Probably not nothing big, but yeah. you know, maybe you're uh, writing like a 
some side jokes quest. or something or side, quest. side quest maybe? yeah i mean so yeah. does the listing also say you have to be a big spider-man fan to apply <laughs> no it doesn't uh that would be a pretty dead giveaway though right um <laughs> we are looking for people who like arachnids um and men for no apparent reason yeah <laughs> um so uh you know it's not totally clear what they would be having those people do but uh um you know, it said something also about you'd be sitting in on voiceover sessions and re- revising scripts. And it sounds really cool. So if, if you're a game developer uh, or, or like a writer yeah. or game developer and, and are in college right now, I highly recommend uh, uh, seeking that out. Um, I wish I knew the link off the top of my head. But if you probably go to Insomniac Games' Twitter, I imagine it's pretty easy to find. Um, so definitely look into that if you're, if you're interested in that, cause that, that's a great opportunity. Cool. And that story is actually a perfect segue into our next segment, which yes. is our interview with, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, the voice of Spider-Man from the, uh, Spider-Man PS4 game. Yeah. So, uh, we got to sit down and talk to Yuri Lowenthal for about 30 minutes or so, uh, about all sorts of things. We got, we got a couple scoops, um, about some things I didn't know. Um, yeah, and, definitely interesting stuff. And his performance and motion capture, chemistry with other actors, stuff like that. Um, great great interview. Um, I'm very happy he uh, sat down and talked to us. We've been trying to get this logistically worked out for a while now, and uh, I'm happy it all panned out because uh, mm-hmm. he gave us a great interview. He's great very interview. nice. Yes, super nice guy. Super so, cool. So uh, we hope you enjoy. Um and uh, thank you to uh, Yuri Lowenthal for, uh, and Sony for helping us uh, coordinate this. Definitely, definitely. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. What is happening to our city, Yuri? I don't know. Feels like the end of the world. Maybe it is. Peter Parker, how the hell are you? The city is in danger. It needs our help. All of our help. All right, well, call the play, coach. Gang of costume nutjobs is taking the city apart piece by piece. Time I return the favor. Alrighty, so, um, yeah, let me, I guess let's start by introducing our very, very special guest. The man, the legend, the Spider-Man. You the one and only Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, How you doing, Yuri? You guys, that, that, was, uh, that was a lovely introduction. Anybody who calls me the Spider-Man is uh, 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 definitely makes me happy. As far as I, mean, I know, there has never been another Spider-Man. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're correct. <laughs> the 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 story has concluded now with Spider-Man completely. It has in December, which means we are now fully fully done with the quote unquote first Spider-Man game, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So. Uh, oh, well, I guess let's, before we dive into that, real quick about you. Um, you are a very prolific voice actor. Uh, we uh, On your IMDb page, you have like tons. 165 and... roles. What the oh, hell? See, all right, he, he counted it. He counted all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're quite the prolific voice actor in, in video games and in anime. Like, um, the, I, I remember when I first met you ba- back in, 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 I think, Miami in Florida, uh, you were still voicing Sasuke and Naruto. I, I, I still, I mean, I still am. I still am. You still, you still are. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because it's still like going. 13, 14 years, something like that, which is nuts. 
That is insane. So you're you're literally growing up with that. Well, you're growing up. The, the you're you're <laughs> gradually aging together. You and Sasuke. <laughs> that is correct. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, anyway, uh, I guess let's get into some of the questions. Uh, Kate prepared some, uh, so I guess let's get started. Delightful. So, I played this game uh, back in August, a couple of weeks before it came out for review, and I remember playing it. I- I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Spider-Man's my big, big number one fictional character. Mike can attest to this. That's um, true. His Twitter icon is Spider-Man. Yeah, and my, <laughs> uh, I have the, uh, you know how in the game you can do like finger guns and stuff. Yeah, I, I took a, a like photo mode screenshot of uh, him doing that, and I had like hearts shooting out of the uh, finger guns. Awesome. Uh, that's my Twitter header. Yes. <laughs> so, big Spider-Man fan. Um, so I love this game. This game was, I I I'm 18, and I've been playing Spider-Man games since I was three, four years old, <laughs> and yeah, so. I, I've always loved Spider-Man games, but there was always something missing from them. And this isn't even a question. I'm just, I'm just gushing right now. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll comment or ask a question, maybe. After. Okay. Um. So I always knew there was like something missing. I didn't know what it was. They always had the swinging right. Combat was usually all right, but I think what I was always missing was a true, you know, core Spider-Man story. Because usually in the games, they were, there's a bad guy out there. You got to go stop the bad guy. And that's right. usually where it ended. Um, and, and this game, I know they talked about it a lot before the game came out. This is a Peter Parker story that crosses over with Spider-Man. And it's, it's very human. It's very uh, character-focused. And I, I think that was absolutely essential to make this game stand out as both a good Spider-Man game, a good video game in general, but one of the best superhero games I've ever played. And also a great Peter Parker game, really. Yes, 100%. Wow. Well, uh, coming from a a hardcore Spider-Man fan, that means the world. Because everybody, well, not everybody, but, you know, everybody who was at the heart of making the game, you know, everybody over at Insomniac, they were all, you know, the, the, the writers and the you know, the, the, the project manager, you know, like it, the, the director, everybody are huge Spider-Man nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it showed. And one of the things they said early on was every good Spider-Man story has to have also at the heart of it, a, a good Peter Parker story. And the, the way the, the pendulum swings is if Spider-Man wins, Peter loses. And if Peter yeah. wins, Spider-Man loses. And they, they went with that through, you know, through the, through the whole thing. And, and I think it, it helped create a, you know, a story like, uh, like one we've never seen before in games for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a lot of people before the game came out, they were talking about it. Um, this is going to be Spider-Man's Batman Arkham game. And I said in my review, it's not. I thought, uh, I love the Arkham games, like, but I feel like a lot of times they played the greatest hits of Batman. Like Arkham Knight was... Uh, doing a little bit of the Red Hood story, uh-huh. and Arkham Asylum was an adaptation of the Arkham Asylum comic book. Not one-to-one, but it, it's it's very similar. Sure. Um, but I thought Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, was 100% wholly unique, took risks with all the characters, and, you know, it 
I won't go into it right now, but it ends in a way that's like, we're going to do different things. This isn't like, this isn't your Spider-Man. This is our Spider-Man. You can come with us if you want. We're not going to do something so radically different that it betrays the character, but this is going to be different. And I was very happy with how different it is because it it means we're going to get something new. I don't know how well this this game did, but I, I'm you know going to go out on a limb and assume there will be a sequel. Um, <laughs> that is, that so, is my hope. I think it made enough money yeah. that Sony doesn't want to throw away any money that they could make. So I can sure. only imagine that you know some evil geniuses over at Insomniac are right now. I would like to picture it this way anyway <laughs> that they're you know sort of um, concocting uh, you know dastardly plans uh, for a second game. Um, you know, also so that I can be Spider-Man again, because there's nothing like waking up in the morning and going, oh, man, I got to go to work today. Oh, wait a minute. My job is being Spider-Man. <laughs> Best. Um, One thing I so, wanted to ask you was, uh, what does Spider-Man mean to you other than it obviously being a job? Um, I grew up with spider not personally with the character Spider-Man, but I grew up reading comic books and Spider-Man when I was... When I was very young, Spider-Man was my guy. He hasn't, you know, to full disclosure, he hasn't been my guy in many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he holds a very special place in my heart. And I have these pictures of me when I was, you know, six wearing a Spider-Man outfit. Um, and and there's something that's always been, something that always, will always make me love Spider-Man. And why I think a lot of people do and if I can go out on a limb and say that, is because he is a very human superhero. He's got, you know, he's got the same kinds of problems. That, he always seems to be fighting the same kinds of demons, you know, aside from, you know, superpowered supervillains, mm-hmm. the same kind of demons that we all are fighting, you know, trying to pay our rent and worrying about our family and, you know, Balancing trying to get relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. And And I think that immediately... Uh, makes you connect with him like it almost forces you to connect with him in a way that you know i you know batman's awesome i love batman but sure i don't you know i don't know what it's like to have yeah all the money in the world and just you know <laughs> to do what you know whatever i you know become a vigilante and exactly just do whatever i want with it you know i bought the newspaper you know i mean that like i don't know what that's like <laughs> yeah um but uh but with 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 spider-man it's there's always something there to to grab onto, and I love it. And I recently became a dad, and oh, congratulations! All the, the stupidest jokes all the time, and I think they're hilarious. And that's Spider-Man, really. <laughs> so, Spider-Man is a dad joke aficionado. He really is. Um, was there anything you learned on this game as an actor that um, you think could come in handy both with? Uh, other roles, or more specifically, maybe even if you got to play Spider-Man again, um, <clears throat> it was it was definitely well. I I learned something that I sort of already knew, which was if they give you really good writing, it's much easier to do your job as an actor. Yeah, <laughs> they makes sense. Gave me really good writing uh, for this, so it was much easier to do my job as an actor. Um, I also, you know, it pushed me to some places I'd never touched before. Or, or, or never been able to access as deeply as I did on this game. And I'm hoping that that will, you know, that I'll still be able to do that in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I learned, you know, more about, like I said, you know, I hadn't been as connected with recent Spider-Man stories. Um, and, and this sort of brought me back to the fold a little bit of that. I, you know, I learned a lot about the lore that I had, uh, you know, that it just in, in recent years of not reading the, the comics, uh, stuff, stuff that I missed. A lot of things had to be explained to me, like who Ben Riley was. Like I didn't, you know, <laughs> I just didn't know. Um, so, so yeah, I'm hoping that, that going forward, we can only continue to deepen the character. I can only imagine the writing will, you know, if they do a subsequent game that it'll be as as good as if not better than the, the first time around although they it's it's a hard act to follow man i'll be honest oh like, yeah if i if i were the writers i'd be a little scared you know? <laughs> like is that lightning sure. in a bottle will he ever yeah. be good again yeah i was i was thinking last year we had god of war and spider-man came out and they both you know they set up future uh entries and i'm like i don't know how either of these games are gonna top what they did yeah. they they delivered great characters great acting great you know cinematic experiences that both tell cinematic stories but also give you meaty gameplay that you know is what we play games for um you know some people like to criticize some of the more critically acclaimed games because they're like really story driven like the last of us like oh they're just you know dad simulators or whatever but (laughs) spider-man definitely is like this is a video game that also has a really high quality uh, movie level uh, story. And yeah. I, I was very, very pleased uh, with that. Awesome. Oh, uh, let me actually ask you a, a quick question regarding your, your uh, recording sessions, because uh, there was one thing that I didn't actually realize until someone pointed it out on Twitter, but um, you basically had to record almost not every, but almost every, um, a line twice right because once when you're just walking around the streets and the other one is when you're swinging yeah yeah Yeah. and so and so i didn't realize that at first because obviously in a spider-man game i'm always going to be swinging i never even i never even thought to touch that and then and then all of a sudden someone points it out so i'm like all right let me try this myself and lo and behold you literally switch your tone as soon as I start line. walking on the ground, it is it like it, it's almost magical. Like so, how did how did those recording sessions go? Like, did you did you like have to do anything special pre- pre- to prepare yourself to like to make it Run sound like you're winded or or how did that how did that work? Yeah, we would do you know, and that's that wasn't something they came up with from the start. That was something they oh, really it, it was yeah it was an idea that they had yeah. after we had already started recording and we had to go back and and then you know, record. <laughs> uh the 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 ones that we hadn't gotten um but it was something they wanted to try and early on you know we really had to dial it in because sometimes the, the the note that i would get uh when i was trying to do the efforted versions is they're like okay okay it's, it's cool that you're you're putting a lot of effort in it that's great but remember he's still spider-man it's not that hard <laughs> yeah you're, okay. you're sounding a little constipated right now and we don't want that i was like no we definitely do not want that um, but it was what I would do is um, I would do a take, you know, they would call it a perched take for, you know, mm-hmm. just in case he was sort of hanging out, talking, uh, perched on the side of a building, and then a, uh, a swinging take. And we would do them back to back so that we could immediately compare if one sounded, you know, more efforted than the other one. And I would literally sort of throw my arms around. I'm, I'm, it's hard for you to see, obviously, right now, but I would... Um, <laughs> sort of basically pretend like I was swinging through the city when I was doing the, um, the, 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 the swinging ones, which 
you know, the, the kid in me was just rejoicing. I'm like, I'm Spider-Man! <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely harder. You know, it was definitely, it was more work. Um, but, you know, the bonus was that it, uh, it took longer and they had to pay me more. So, you know, if anybody's complaining, it's got to be like all the other games like this. Because they just they just sort of set the bar at a different level, and all mm-hmm. the other games that come from now on are like, oh fuck, now we have yep. that. <laughs> yeah. So, a question for you: Which, uh, since you said that was like a, a concept that was introduced, or or they thought of later, so what was it originally? Was it was it just the strained uh, voices, or was it more relaxed and and the non-strained version? It was it was sort of a middle of the road one, and I guess what they found was that sometimes that didn't work. Like if you're perched there, maybe it sounded too, you know, efforted, mm-hmm, and, vice, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, when they were when they were starting to plug it in and uh, and and play through it, and they figured they would experiment with this. And I, I know that when we first started recording it, they weren't even sure if they were going to be able to code it, like program it, you know, to trigger at the right times. Sounds and hard. I think they went through. Uh, a process of uh, really nailing that down uh, to get it, uh, but man, and then yeah, because it also seamlessly switches too when you're right. when you're swinging, and then you just land and yeah, it's crazy. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, even after they like they released the game, and even then they were like, we're not sure if this is going to work. We don't know if people are going to think it's stupid. We don't know if people are going to not even notice the difference, yeah. and people did, and it was. I know that was a big win for the like when. When when the first article started coming out, you know, of, of people going, guys, here's something you may not have noticed, but this yep. is something they did. Um, it was there was much rejoicing at, at Insomniac. Very yeah. cool. I remember there was like so much. They they are very detail heavy, on, uh, especially in this game. Um, I remember for weeks and weeks and weeks, people were posting gifts and pictures and stuff like. Did you guys know that if you zoom in on like the rocket of when someone shoots it at you, there's stuff written on it and stuff? I'm like, who in their right mind would spend several <laughs> days, weeks, you know, right, designing this it, for someone who's, you know, maybe like two people are gonna see this, but, yeah. um, you know, I, it makes it all the better because when you do know it's there, you're like, I appreciate that they went the extra mile because it just shows that they really, they really care. Yeah. Um, that was- that was one of the things that made this game as good as it is and as fun as it was as it was to to work with them because i knew that see i was worried the whole time that i was recording that i was going to be ruining spider-man for a whole new generation <laughs> oh no anything <laughs> like just i because i was so nervous about it cuz sorry it's to break it to spider-man you. for god's sake and 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 you know i just didn't want to mess it up cuz i cuz i love comics and i love this character and um and the only thing that allowed me to hold it together was like oh no all these guys have my back no you know everybody loves spider-man here and Mm -hmm. and they want this game to be the best ever which is why i'll make the comment about my three chest hairs and then some designer without even (laughs) yeah goes in and puts three chest hairs you can see when you know his suit's good so good yeah so you said uh that this was kind of like a you when you're flinging your arms around and stuff it was kind of like childlike um, did, did you do mocap? I know you weren't the face. They had a, another guy do that. Did you, did you do any like motion capture? Yeah, I did. I did all the, the motion capture, all the performance capture for it. So, so I am sort of the face in that the performance is mine. Mm-hmm. They modeled, they modeled the face, the look of it off a different okay. guy. 
um, gotcha. because I'm I'm too old to play even twenty three sure. year old Spider Man. <laughs> right. um, but all the yeah, all the the cinematics, all all that, um, all that you know, performance we did on a stage with you know all the actors there at the same time, and um, I mean, I had great. And anytime you see Spider Man doing something really cool, though, that was either uh, like uh, uh, Ross or uh, Seth, my my two main stunt doubles, okay. uh, who were like super gymnastic parkour guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, anytime it was like super Spider Man and flipping mm-hmm. around and jumping around and leaping and uh, and fighting, that was that was like Ross or Seth. But but any any other time you saw me in a in a cinematic, it was. Or anytime you saw, you know, uh, Peter or Spider-Man in cinematic, it was generally me. Um, so, and even uh, sometimes when it was uh, a stunt guy, we would be basically, it was like a tango, uh, it was like a dance performance. He would, like, he would be doing the, the body movement, and I would have the, the camera on my face and be doing the, the vocals. And we'd be moving in time, like we'd rehearse it. And then he would do the stuff as I was talking. And right. so it was, it was a whole other kind of performance uh, for me sometimes. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was super fun. And it was like getting to, you know, to, to be on stage again or, you know, do uh, it was, it was closer to the on-camera stuff that, that I do in many ways. Uh, and only they could, you know, change the environment as, as we went. It was, um, it was super cool. And that's, yeah. and I think having actors, you know, a lot of times, uh, for games, all the actors will, I mean, most of the time, honestly, all the actors will record their performances separately. And it's up to the actor being good at imagining and the director being good at giving them context to, to make it all sound like they're talking to each other. Um, but for the cinematic stuff, uh, we were all on the stage together at the same time. That's, that's why you get, um, you know, the, the Peter and the Otto relationship, I don't think would, would have been that strong if I hadn't been opposite Bill Salyers and he was pulling that performance out of me with, with his genius. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, you kind of just touched on it, but I was going to ask, uh, what, what do you think like the secret sauce is for, uh, for finding that kind of chemistry with another actor? I was thinking of Mary Jane when I was coming up with this question because, um, over like the time, the years, the many incarnations of the character, we've had Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, um, and like they have different levels of chemistry. Some work, some don't. But you guys, I feel like I was like I, I remember playing the game. I'm like guys, just kiss already. I, I, I felt <laughs> like I was watching like this isn't an insult, but like I felt like I was some sort of teenager watching a. CW show where I just want like two characters to get together, you know, yeah, and um, so I was like, oh man, and then they finally kiss at the end, and I was very happy. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, try try uh, doing that in a mocap suit with a yeah. helmet, hammer sticking off the front of it. I was just about to ask you that. Was that did you guys actually kiss, or was that like restrictive? We we did it two different ways. We did it once with the helmets on, um, where we were just sort of where we kissed uh, alongside each other. So, so like, so I, I was just to, to her, a little bit to her uh, to her left, and she was just a little bit to my right, and then we sort of pretended to meet in the middle, even though we were sort of separate. And then we took the cameras off and we did one regular kiss without, and I don't know which one they used, mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, the, the technology does make certain things uh, complicated when when acting. Um, but I think, you know, again, part of it is is a part of the, the chemistry came from good writing. Uh, part of it is that I've, I've known Laura for a long time. Um, so we're already friends. Um, but I, I think most of it yeah, boils down to, to the writing. But we did, uh, you know, we did read a lot of uh, a lot of actors for the role. And I guess you, you just sort of watch people together and see how they click. See if you can get an idea of if that's going to translate, you know, when we're actually uh, doing the game. And speaking of actually roles real quick, your wife is actually in the game as well. Correct. Tara Platt. And she actually plays a character mm-hmm. named Yuri. <laughs> Which is so weird, man. It was already, it was like, it wasn't weird enough that I had to say my name out loud. And, and But in my mind, I was like, oh, but you're talking to a different person. Okay, but that person is also your wife. So it's, yeah, it was, uh, and so many people have asked me, they're like, oh, did they do that? Um on purpose because uh, your name is Yuri and they cre- I'm like no that Yuri Watanabe is she's canon like she's from the comic mm-hmm, right um so that was just a some weird coincidence yeah, uh, but yeah it was weird I wanted to specifically now that we're far enough away from the game being out a lot of people have had time to play it I'm sure yeah. um the ending uh that was very emotionally charged uh both the Doc Ock battle which was mm-hmm one of my favorite boss battles in a game, not just because it's it's actually fun to play, but also you feel the energy, the emotion you want. You know, you feel something inside of you when you play it. Right. Um, like an intensity. Um, and then, of course, Aunt May's death, which destroyed me. Um, I, you're I, welcome again? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My throat swelled up. I remember I was playing it and I had to leave to go somewhere right when I had when I was going to be done with it. And oh, so, God. yeah, so I'm playing it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then my my dad comes in. He's like, are you ready to go? And he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, it may just died. Um, <laughs> so it was it was rough. But uh, how what was that like for you? I got to imagine that channeling that kind of emotional energy isn't easy no yeah and i was and i was worried you know i was nervous going into that scene when we were gonna gonna do it i'm like is it gonna be there that that happens to me sometimes i'll be like i'm going into this scene today and i don't know what's gonna happen um i hope it works out and and we did it and 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 again having nancy lenari uh you know who played Anne may you know having her there right with me helped having you know it was you know having another actor there definitely uh definitely helped having a very uh you know what what felt like a safe set you know uh where everybody was everybody's being really respectful and you know really quiet and everybody was doing their best to minimize anything that would get in you know in between the actors and a good performance um again you know the you know i remember reading that script i was like i you know, for the, that scene for the next day, I'm like, oh, man, I, I hope this works. And then we did it, and it felt like it worked. And then, um, I, I, I believe I can say this, um, and then uh, Marvel came back and said, um, you guys can't kill Ant-Man. And Whoa. we were like, Whoa. we were like, we, 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 you know, we can't, we can't have that. And we were like, okay, well, too bad, because... Um, because, because we, you know, we felt that it was great, but we understand it's your 
property and you got to, you know, have control over it. And then we kept, you know, we're like, okay, Aunt May's not dead. And uh, we kept uh, doing the game. And, and then we would, you know, the Insomniac would send stuff back to Marvel for approval. And Marvel, months later, came back with, you know what? You guys have earned it. You can kill Aunt May. Oh, my Holy God. Moly. Yeah, that's, that's got to feel gratifying. Yeah. So we got so so that was back in, which of course was a roller coaster for poor Nancy Lenari. Yeah. It was like my character's dead. Oh, my character gets to maybe be in another game. Oh no, my character's dead. Um, so I mean, I guess you know that she could always live in flashbacks or you know sure. Obi Wan Kenobi right. style uh, <laughs> scenes, but uh, but yeah, so it was kind of yeah, it was hugely gratifying because you know we had done that, uh, we thought it worked, and Marvel was like, ah, we can't let you kill Aunt May. And we we're like, yeah, you're right, okay, but. Too bad. I mean, it, it was it felt so good, and then then they came back. They're like, ah, oh, you guys earned it. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was it was hugely gratifying, and and uh, yeah, I I I get I they 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 screened for us all the cinematic sort of strung together um, right before the the game came out in like a like a sort of like a little movie theater setting, and um, I hadn't seen the that scene yet, mm-hmm. and it made it made me all weepy and oh, choked man. up. Yeah. So, so I get it. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm proud in a weird way. Um, because we, we, as, as dudes in particular, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I was certainly brought up in a time when, you know, it's boys don't cry and don't, don't cry you pussy and you know, all that. <laughs> of course. And, and the number of people, and, and I have come to, to believe in my, my ripe old age that, um, that vulnerability among you know for for men is is usually important, oh, um, mm-hmm. and I think one of my proudest moments, strangely, uh, of this game is are the number of people who have reached out to me and said that it destroyed me. I was I was in tears, and not just to me confiding in me, but on Twitter, um, you know, a place where they could openly be ridiculed for that. Definitely, and and I and I love that. That people have reached out to say this this game really made me feel something, you know, it really affected me. Um, I, I think that's that's probably one of my proudest moments in in my career. Wow, yeah, it was very powerful, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Spider Man has always been a very vulnerable person. Um, it, I think that's just that's part of his relatability. That you know he does struggle the same things as us, and you already said that, but um, he he isn't you know he's he's physically strong but emotionally he he has the same shortcomings as us he can be sad he can be uh aggressive in like a you know he he can lash out he can be he can be human and i think that's very vital um sometimes he doesn't always take the high road even though he tries to sometimes he he does and um i think that's an essential piece of his character and like I said already, um, you guys crushed it because awesome. I I really, uh, you know, over all of my years of consuming Spider-Man through cartoons, movies, video games, TV shows, uh, Broadway musicals, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, I think this, I think that's also part of the uh luxury of having a game you can be as long as you want you don't have to be restricted to two two and a half hours you can really flesh out a character Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think you guys really really nailed that um well thank you again yeah 
how long do we have you for? Do you have to go soon? Um, I just, just a couple more minutes. Yeah, till 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 uh, or where were, you guys are. You guys are on the East Coast, right? Yeah, till yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so about five more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll get I'll get one one or two more questions in here then. Um, from uh, some people on Twitter here. Uh, mm-hmm. At so help me Kanye asks, <laughs> who would you like to see Spidey face off against in like a sequel? Oh man, you know he. I mean, like very much like Batman, Spider Man has like one of the greatest rogues galleries mm-hmm. in comics. So there's still. I mean, we had we had a lot of sort of the you know the the main baddies in in this last one, but um, there's still so many more. I mean, and they're they're like sort of they're they're weird ones too. Like uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I you know I, I guess we may get to see Mysterio in this in this new movie. I mean, yeah. clearly he's exactly. in the movie, but but I, I have yet to sort of understand what take they're they're doing on. Sure. Obviously, it's it's early yet. Um, uh, Craven, you know, was always uh, a big one. I mean, like the weird ones, like uh, like Spot, and um, <laughs> I love Spot. Spot is, I mean, Spot is basically it would be like getting to play like Spider Man, but in Portal at the same time. That's so good. I I was so hoping we might see him in this game, but right, make a personal request for him in the sequel, please. <laughs> I, I will absolutely do that. And and like Tarantula, um, you know, was. I remember oh, yeah. it was a big one when I was a kid, when I was reading the comics first, you know, when I was a really young kid. I was, you know, I always wanted to, like, kick people with, you know, spiked boots. It was, um, it was like, I wish I had pointy tip shoes that could. It's, yeah, there are so many. Yeah, I mean, you can, there's, there's a deep well, let's just say. Definitely. Um, a lot of people I've heard ask this both uh, to me, just like when we're talking about the game, but... Um, did you is there anyone you took inspiration from or like any incarnation of spider-man you took inspiration from or were you kind of dead set on like i gotta make this my own um i i didn't intentionally do it i think i think it's it would be impossible for me to say i wasn't influenced by any other spider because i've i've you know i have consumed so many different Mm spider-men which sounds which makes me sound like galactus Um, (laughs) but i uh you know, Insomniac wanted to to do their their Spider Man, their own Spider Man, and they gave me license to to make it my own. So while it is inevitable that I you know that I stole without thinking of it from all the Spider Man I've I've seen before um, or heard before, uh, it was they they let me do they let me do me, which was which was really nice. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Um... I'll ask you one last very, very quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there are two, but they're both related. They're pizza-related okay. questions because Spider-Man is nice. a big pizza fanatic. Mm-hmm. One is, does pineapple go on pizza? And the other is, please <laughs> ask him what time pizza time is. <laughs> it, 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 is it is always pizza time, yes. and pineapple does go on pizza. Yes! I, you know, Spider-Man I know, I know a lot of people would uh, would fight me on that, but... I'd fight you on it. Oh, but. man. Confirmed. Yes. One of us. Spider-Man likes pineapple on pizza. That is, that is <laughs> or breaking news. Or at least Yuri does. Yuri does. <laughs> All right. We don't want to break the canon at Marvel. We got to send this over to approval for them. Right. They, they had some good pizza-related lines. I'm not going to lie. The, 
What was it? The upside downies. Uh, no, no more pepperoni before upside downies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the whole his conversation that he's having with the pizza on the roof. I think in the deal was it in the DLC. Mm-hmm. I think it was in the DLC. I love you, but I must destroy you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah. The humor in the game is is fantastic. Um. All right. I guess we gotta let you good, go. Good Gary. writing. I'll tell you, good writing. Yeah, but good writing gets you things like Spider Cop. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, I hope uh, we get to see him uh, again in the season. <laughs> I'm sure we will. I, I, I have no. A whole, I hope we get a whole <laughs> Spider Cop game. Or you that would can... be great. That'd be great. It's the whole um, Spider Cop side side mission. Just 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 whole side story re- revolving around Spider Cop. Yeah. Just just, <laughs> just one chapter of like bonus DLC. It's just Spider Cop. Oh my yeah. god, that's the dream. I uh, I would love to see you come into into the spider-verse like a sequel if they i'm sure they're gonna do it into the spider-verse sequel oh my god yeah maybe you've seen that yeah yeah oh is this spider-verse was probably my favorite movie of the year Uh, yeah i would agree Um, and and i love that they gave a nod to to the advanced suit to our to our spider yes yes it was had a little cameo in there was there ever talks of actually uh like getting your voice in in that movie or or i mean they didn't even tell us they were doing the suit thing we we found out everybody found that out oh interesting Uh, and it was it was just like a little nod it was like you know probably some it was probably their way of saying hey guys while we've been making this movie we've also been you know you know following the game and you know playing game and uh well done um i would love to believe that that means a job for me (laughs) oh yeah you know the upcoming sequel to spider-verse but you know hollywood doesn't necessarily work that way but i'd love to see it happen i mean if anything you are part of that canon now yeah yeah um yeah, and, and Chris, uh, Chris Gage, Christos uh, Gage is uh, the the Spider Geddon comics canonized yeah, both Spider both our Spider Man and Spider Cop. Oh so my God! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, if they if they do another sequel or maybe a spinoff movie just for Spider Cop, I'm just saying. <laughs> Stop it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. Hollywood can steal it. I don't care. I don't need royalties. <laughs> you just want to see it happen. I just want to see it happen. Um, you and me both. So, unless you have anything to uh, add, Mike or Yuri, uh, I think that that about does it for this. Yeah, thank interview. you so much, Yuri. Yeah, that, thank that's you so really much. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for. I mean, thanks, you know, Mike, for for reaching out. It's it's been a long time since we've spoken. Oh and, my god, uh, so long. <laughs> thank you guys for uh, for for uh, making this awesome and allowing me to talk about this. Definitely, of course. Definitely. Anytime, you are welcome back. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully, if there's a sequel, we can get you back and and get some more stories out of you. Yes, please. Oh, uh, right. before before we go, do you want to mention any any other projects that you're working on that are yeah. not not like secret? In case you want to plug something that that you're in or or that's airing or something like that. Um, I would. Uh, I just finished um, producing and starring in a, a sci-fi show called Orbital Redux. That was like a online. live show kind of thing, right? What? It's like a live or something. Yeah, right? it was it was a live sci-fi show that we live interactive sci-fi show that we streamed on um, on the legendaries uh, uh, on the Nerdist Network, um, and it's the it's like the greatest thing I've I've ever you know it like like that cool. and Spider Man in the same year. Um, <laughs> like I don't know where to go from here. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just got to like a deep depression since then. Um, but. Um, but uh, yeah, for, for people who haven't seen it, I, you can you can 
I mean, it's, it's kind of complicated because you have to sign up for a Project Alpha account, but you can, um, on a projectalpha.com or at, at Nerdist or Geek and Sundry, I think you can um, sign up. But if you use the code Orbital, then you get, I think, 30 free days or 60 free days. And it only takes like two and a half hours to binge the show. <laughs> so, oh, great. oh, there you go. And then you can cut off your, sorry, Legendary, I don't mean to put it this what way. What a life hack. You know, and then you just burn your uh, thing and you don't have to pay anything. So, <laughs> You already got paid. Well, it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Social media. Um, I'm easily stalked on Twitter. Um, I, I may take a sabbatical every now and then, uh, so, so don't always count on a response, but I'm pretty <laughs> responsive, and it's just at Yuri Lowenthal. Uh, that's all I got to say. Mike, you want to you wanna get us yeah. out of here? That's it. But thank you again. It was it was awesome chatting with you. Right on. Likewise. And uh, enjoy your night. And I will talk to you all again sometime. All right. Well, you have a great night, Yuri. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.